Jerry, I did something bad. What'd you do? I did something real bad. <laughs> what did you do? Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I me. did something, Jared, that I swore I would never do. And now that my life has changed a little bit, uh, I'm starting to do things that, as I said, I thought I would never do. So check it. Okay. I'm at Home Hardware in Port Carling the other day. Yeah. Friday. And I'm going about my business, walking about the aisles, checking things out. And I'm recognized in there, just it being a small town. So they say hello to me. And yeah. one of the ladies there knew that I was uh, having a baby at some point when I was last in there. Yeah. Chatting, 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 et cetera. And, uh, and so she asked me and she said, hey, hey, have you had the, uh, had the baby? I saw your wife walking around town and she was looking really pregnant. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, we did love the baby. And then we were talking and then I just shamelessly got my phone out and started flipping through pictures showing her at the, at the cash register <laughs> okay let's pull out the photos here we go just ultimate dad that is awesome and you swore you never would oh no that's just not me but you're so proud i know it's this weird thing they just don't care All right, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Open Road Podcast. My name is Jeremy. Mm, hey, Jeremy. Hey. Who are you? Oh, who am I? Yeah. Uh, I'm your I'm your your humble host, Jer. A humble to host. Assist you, uplift you, <laughs> laugh at your jokes, and carry you through the show today. Honestly, if no one laughed at my jokes, I would I would quit this podcast. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. What would be the point of going on? But Calvin, people might be listening for the first time. They want to know sure. who you are. Sure. Well, I'm Calvin. I'm the uh, the host, uh, the one with brown hair. Yep. And I'm any uh, further. And brown long hair. I don't did we did we talk about your flow on last week's episode? I don't think so. We don't really talk about it very oh, much. Man. Talk about an adventure right there. Talk about it. <laughs> so guess the, how long uh, this has been growing though, Jared? Do you want to guess? Uh, so when my last haircut was? Oh, someone told me it was like when your wife became pregnant or something. No. Before that? I don't know. Um, no, it was last May was my last haircut. So last not even a year. May. Wow. I got like a solid month and a bit for before I hit the one year mark. That's awesome. And what's the goal? Yeah. Just keep it going? Actually, you know what? I'm not even going to ask that. People always ask me that when I used to have long hair. And I was just like, what do you want to say? Like, what do you mean a bummer of a question? Yeah, stupid. Stupid. You just, you look great. That's all I'm going to say. Guys with hair like this don't have goals, period. Let alone hair goals. Okay, guys who look like me, no goals, zero <laughs> goals, zero, zero ambition. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, well, if you are listening for the first time to this show, we're here to help you find more adventure in the everyday. And so we're going to share some tips, share some stories, and bring on an exciting guest to share about uh, what something that they're doing. Uh, we're kind of in the middle of a series, Calvin, if I'm starting to put the pieces together. Uh, okay, you said that the other day when we were talking, and I was like, no, no one discussed any series. Well, we are. But now you're saying series. So we're, we're kind of doing a bit of a maker series because we had Bob on, and now we have uh, Jay Gillard coming on who makes guitars. True, and we have a sick maker coming up in the next couple episodes too. Exactly. But then okay. I thought about it a little bit more, and I'm like, well, pretty much all of the interesting people we've had on this show are making something. Yes. 
And I uh, yeah, so it's right. kind of even this bigger theme to adventure is to get out there and do something and make something out of nothing, whether it's I don't know a guitar or even think of uh, some a guy like Mikey Cicerelli, a pro snowboarder. He's making making the big dream? air, or he's making, making big air. He's making new tricks, popping fatties, right? I don't know <laughs> snowboard speak. So anyway, so we have a uh, oh, and then the other kind of series that it plays into a little bit is the Hamilton series, which is I know a town that's close the one I was us. thinking of the Hamilton and series, which is just <laughs> I don't know. No, there's really interesting people and stuff happening in Hamilton, so I don't think that's bad at all. When I think of Hamilton, I just think of mullets. Like just everyone <laughs> there has a mullet. Calvin, look is that at pretty your, accurate. Look at your own mullet. <laughs> I know I belong there. <laughs> I've never seen <laughs> those a mullet are my people. In Hamilton. Actually, yeah, I definitely have. Isn't Hamilton hair a thing though? Yeah, I think so. I think there's uh, yeah. Hamilton hair is a mullet, right? There's a good a good population of working class folks at the steel mill, and I think I think it's a prerequisite to get a job there. You need a mullet. Fair enough. Um, but Calvin, uh, okay. it, it was a beautiful day here, and I was doing something oh. something exciting today. Okay, uh, let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. You were tending your garden? Pretty close to that, actually. Good guess. <laughs> oh, okay. I was doing yard work at my new house. Oh, no way. Yeah, so we closed, like what? So we closed on our house last week, right. so it's ours. We own that thing. So did it today feel, feel like you were just like working at somebody else's house for uh, nothing? No, it didn't. Or did it feel like your house? It really felt like our house. Really? Which is kind of cool. weird because, I yeah. mean, so we closed, like, we our offer was accepted in November. So we've been yeah. looking at picks, telling people about it, okay. and yeah, visiting yeah, yeah. since a bunch since then. So now it's finally ours, but we have these two big, beautiful trees on the property, and they had dropped a ton of sticks. So Katie what kind and of I trees had, are they? Um, uh, maple. Wood big, trees? Big old maples. Big old wood tree? A couple big old maples. Really, really nice no ones. No way. Yeah, man. Syrup season next year. <laughs> yeah, we're going to tap them. Going to get the sap flowing. And uh, and so, you know, they dropped a bunch of sticks that we went and picked up. Okay. And the other thing, this was the biggest buzzkill. Gravel driveway, mm-hmm. snow plow. Oh. Plows the driveway, picks up all snow and gravel, yep. dumps it on yep. the lawn, snow melts, bigger driveway. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, I got the same exact problem, except when the plow goes by, it shreds my grass. <laughs> so, and anyways, so I spent some I spent it. some time raking uh, raking gravel, mm. but it it was great. We're um, you know, it's it's cool to have a place to call your own and to have it as you know the little uh, the uh, the launching pad for all the future adventures that we're gonna go on. So that is really cool. Making a home. Yep. Yep, making a home, exactly. And what did uh, you get up to on this beautiful uh, sunny day? Oh, it was terrible, Jer. Terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible. Stuck indoors writing a business report for school. Seriously? Yes. Oh, man, that sounds awful. I, ju- I just finished it, just handed it in. But before that, um, we had a beautiful walk and christened our stroller on those filthy, disgusting roads. <laughs> uh, and we were strolling around for a couple hours with town, which was awesome. So you were literally strolling because you had yes. a stroller. Yes, I have strolled. You have not strolled. So, uh, well, except for when you were once in a stroller. So yeah, if I if I were to tell people that I went for a Sunday stroll, does that just mean I'm a poser slash hypocrite liar? Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe strolling is an attitude, though. So you can still <laughs> achieve that without actually having a stroller attached to you. And so what it's is... It's just hard, though, right? But what is... The, okay, define that attitude. Is it kind of okay. like, oh, look at me. We have a baby. We're contributing to society. So it's like no, an I uppity think it's attitude? Like, I think it's skipping, but both of your feet are still on the ground at the same time. 
Wow. You know, like speed walking, but it's more of like a skip. Wow. That's really. There's, there's rules there somewhere. Wow. And you were doing that today. Yeah, but with but I didn't have to do it because I had a stroller. See? Wow. Do you not get this? Now I'm starting to follow you. Okay. Yeah. I'm coming back around. So you can stroll without a stroller, but when you have a stroller, then you're just strolling. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that's good. Um, I have yeah, an- brother. I have another kind of funny story for you. All right, let's hear it. Um, so I get a call from Rudy this morning. Yes. And Rudy is my dad. He call? Yeah. I thought he only texts. He texts. He, that's why I was excited to get a call. Now he yeah. has. Uh, we celebrated our the closing of our house with my parents on Friday. And like we've been chatting with them a lot back and forth as this whole thing has gone down and mm-hmm. they came over and it was a really nice time. So I thought he was just calling me to chat about when I was bringing the van back or this, that and the other. And <laughs> he proceeds to tell me about this message that was left on his phone by a um, a neighbor who was all up in arms and was just freaking out about something. Oh, what was the issue? And it was funny because it got me thinking a little bit before I get to what the issue was. Who do you call if you have a problem? I don't know. It, well, and for me, I think it entirely depends on the problem, right? But here's the other thing, Calvin. You probably can't think of somebody because you are the person that people would call. That's fair. Because yeah. you are someone who has a great skill set, who is uh, willing to lend a helping hand, and can be counted on to get the job done. Also, I have a pickup truck, so exactly. I tend to get that call quite a bit, too. And, you know, I've gotten different calls at different points in my life from different right. people for different things. And so I was t- thinking about this idea of you can find adventure by being the person who gets the call, whatever the call might be. Mm. And I am just inspired by the person that my father is because, I mean, yes. he gets the call from, like, everybody all the time. Like, you never know where he's going to be or who he's going to be helping. This time, it was a neighbor in distress because on her message, she said that there was a dead cow that washed up (laughs) on the beach and she needed Rudy to take care of it. Fair enough, right? I mean, that's only reasonable that he should have to drag it out to sea (laughs) on his jet ski. So what did he do? So like, but think of the scenario: the neighbor calls, yes. and there's a, a a what? A dead cow washed up okay, on the beach. Well, there's this got this has got to make more sense. Is this is Rudy the landlord in this situation? No, is this he playing is, landlord? He, well, it's just a friend who lives on the laneway. So my okay. parents live on the water. So it, <laughs> and that was the other funny thing because, anyways, this woman this woman called who like just knows Rudy, but okay, I have no yeah, idea yeah. how she knows him or what what interactions <laughs> they've had. But, but she, she's searching through her <laughs> mental Rolodex. Who knows what to do with this sow that is washed <laughs> up? <laughs> this dead bovine that is literally <laughs> on the beach. And so my dad was like so confused. Like what on earth is like what could this possibly be? So Also I- <laughs> hilarious that she left the message. Didn't just leave it. Like who leaves messages? <laughs> and and, that, that, and such an obscene message. And that was the night before. And then in the morning is when he checked it and he called her back. And she was like <laughs> still all up in arms. But anyways, so I'm like, Dad, what do you think this could possibly be? You have to send me a photo uh, when it um, – you have to send me a photo when you get there. So Rudy sends me a photo and he said – it is it is not a cow, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But it was a deer. 
that was dead in the water and then his next tech was city folk don't know the difference (laughs) 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 so i guess these people must have moved from wherever but look at this photo here it's kind of grody of this dead deer lying in the water oh yeah that's horrible so you know i've seen a few of those before just living in this area and the deer kind of they'll break their leg on the ice or something and then get stuck there and die and they inevitably float up and it's disgusting so anyway it is nasty and i i do feel bad for this deer who who had a, an, an untimely end but it got me thinking about adventure and being mm. the person that yeah is the one who you're gonna call and i think well, Jer- it's good yeah i love that and I, i've always thought and i mean as we, we as we grow in our manhood as you know as you know homeowners and yeah and just and, and just become I don't know. You're a father men, now. I guess it's important for us to have a good uh, contact list of the guy. So for me, like I have a guy for plumbing, and then I've got a guy that I have any questions for about, you know, our cars or whatever. Yep. And you know, the list goes on about my, you know, guys. So and I have a B guy. I got a shirt guy. It's just good to have a bunch of guys. You got this wood guy where you got the wood from our table now. He's a, yes, you know. I have a wood guy. I mean, I don't know if I'm a guy to anyone. I hope that I might be. I think you maybe, are. But I don't really provide a whole lot. I guess probably for some of my customers, I'm just like the cottage guy. Dude, you are absolutely the guy. Even in our friend group, you're the guy for a ton of stuff. Okay, that's great to know. But anyways, I thought that was a nice, uh, a nice little... It just got me thinking about how do you add adventure to the everyday? Will you be the guy or the mm-hmm. gal? Or the yeah, or yes. the gal. <laughs> Come on. Let's hear it for the gals. Let's hear it for the gals. Thank you, gals, for being the gal. So, anyways, I think that's, you know, there, there's some story time. We're excited about the house. You know, we got a good episode planned today. Life we're back is in the groove. Uh, we're very sorry for last week missing an episode. Yeah. We really are, and but let's just leave it at that. Life, life goes on. Life goes on. No, I'm not that sorry. <laughs> let's be honest here. <laughs> All right. So coming up today, we have an interview with Jay Gillard of Gillard Guitars, and uh, we have a great conversation about creativity, how he got started doing what he's doing, and just about finding adventure in the everyday. Here's our conversation with Jay. Okay. Here on the show today, we are joined by Jay Gillard. Jay, welcome to the show. Hello. Welcome, Jay. This was a mystery guest for me. Was it? This is all very fresh for me. Yeah, Jay, I had no idea you were the guest today. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, guys. <laughs> until until the Skype call came through. <laughs> Calvin was like, so who do we have today? I'm I'm like, don't worry about it. I'm sh- we're just yeah. making it happen. We had ta- chatted about a bunch of guests, so he, we mm-hmm. kind of know what we want to chat about with the upcoming guests. But uh, thanks for joining us. It has been a while since we connected, as you mentioned. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. fact... It's really since our paths like were really close together was believe it or not ten years ago. I was just thinking about that before the show. I was like, oh, they're gonna ask me how long I've been been doing things, and I realized like, oh, it was right when I met Jer. Yeah, like, so we, we met during. Weird. Yeah, it's, it's all it's all kind of fun full circle. So we yeah. met during the leaders and training program at Camp Minioe, the one yeah. that I'm working at this summer. I don't know if you knew that, Jay, but that's a, another conversation. I did, um, and. And so I think it's pretty cool to see, all right, where did 10 years take you and where has it taken <laughs> us? And it's uh, it's fun to be uh, together today. Yeah. Jared, is that is that depressing for you to ride. be actually going back at camp this summer? 10 years old, like you haven't uh, really done a whole lot with your life since <laughs> that? 
you know what? It's well, one of the main na- reasons. Now you're in a different position of the leaders in training. So that's you got that going for you. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's I'm still always in training, and this is in my mind. It's not depressing to go back. It's exciting because this is the I'm still in training, and this is my next uh, my next training uh, adventure. So well, I'm planning to be there this year as well. So it'll are be you a coming party. up for a bit? Yeah, I think I'm gonna try to do Skills Week. Definitely do Prime again. Um, oh, oh, nice. Yeah, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Oh, well, good. then, uh, yeah, if you're at Skills Week, I'll for sure see you up mm-hmm. there. Maybe we can do something. Uh, get a cool. Uh, I don't know, live video of oh, yeah, for sure. someone playing guitar in the RV or something. <laughs> I like but, it. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's, why don't you take us back and tell us a little bit about some of the stuff that you're, you're up to these days. Uh, first thing I think I'd like to chat about is uh, your guitar building. Tell us yeah. a little bit about how you started building guitars, and um, there's some other kind of technical questions I want to ask, but we'll start there. Yeah, so it was about 10 years ago that I, I started, um, probably almost exactly 10 years ago, a high school woodshop. Um, I was talking to my, my woodshop teacher and was not interested in any of the projects that the rest of the class was doing. And I just kind of asked him, like, hey, is it all right if I make a guitar instead? Um, and he was all on board for it. He knew that, you know, within building a guitar, it would cover the curriculum and then some. Huh. Um, so over grade 10 to the end of grade 12 i built my first guitar um which teachers are always the coolest teachers they are yeah like they just get it yeah they just get teenage dudes he emailed (laughs) me not too long ago he's retired now but he emailed me just to like see how i was doing and and chat for a bit so that was really really cool It it was good to hear from him again um yeah so if you're listening thank you <laughs> <laughs> so so and what uh where did it go from there so you built a guitar in shop class yeah so that again took me to the end of grade 12 and uh i didn't even play guitar at the time i wanted to build one so i could learn how to play um <laughs> and that didn't really happen for another five years to be honest but i fell in love with with the process of guitar making the process of designing guitars um so it started as just this one-off thing and it it became something a lot more when some friends asked me like hey i see that guitar you made can Mm -hmm. you make one for me i'm like yeah sure sure why not how hard could it be uh little did i know when you don't have access to a magnificent shop in a uh, well-equipped high school it's a lot right um so over the next three or four years it was just a lot of developing the craft purchasing tools slowly building up the business until I caught my first uh, big break uh, with Said the Whale. Um, And that just kind of kick-started the the credibility I needed to approach Mm -hmm. um, kind of of your your local musician, your your basement players, your just people who are making music who may not be touring. Suddenly I had this name behind me that you know, I, I could say, hey, I built for these guys. I can build something that's good enough for you as well, and you can you can trust me because these guys trusted me. Um, and what did that, that look like? That they, they, they just wanted a couple of guitars made to their specs or uh, something? J- just the one. Um, so I made a guitar for Ben, uh, and, you know, again, it was my first kind of big custom order, so we, we went all out on it, fancy wood, like a whale inlay on it. Um, had a lot Unreal. of fun with it, and like I, I still talk to him all the time. Seeing him tomorrow night, actually, um, so that'll be great. So, how did he find you, and then get to know you, and then trust you to to build his guitar? 
as a like, no, as essentially at that point a nobody. No, like offense. I said, oh no, I was definitely a nobody. <laughs> I'm still very small fish, big pond situation. Um, yeah, so like I said, I got lucky because they weren't lucky. Um, they were on a tour in the states, and their trailer got broken into, and all their gear was stolen. Hmm. Um, and I was a big fan of them at the time, so I was kind of following them on you know Facebook or whatever. And I saw that they lost all their gear, and I had a guitar lying around. I actually built it uh, May two four weekend at camp the year I was there for hmm. year round in the in the little wood shop they had there. So nice. I had this guitar, and I just emailed them like, "Look, I I see you guys got broken into. I'm a big fan. I have this guitar lying here that I'll just give you." And then Ben emailed back, and he was like, "I don't want that one. I want you to make me one instead." And I want to pay for it. So that felt really good. And it felt like cool. it was actually something that they desired. So it was a yeah, huge for sure. leap for them to just email this, you know, kid from a different province and say, yeah, we're, build me a guitar. Um, and it, it that's really a, kickstarted everything. That's that, that's a very cool feeling, I think. Um, and I think we've probably all had that experience. So I, I have my own business as well. And as soon as I, I got like my first real customer like a customer that was just not like from a family friend or from someone that's like linking them to me like just straight up like an actual customer that's just like a pretty pretty uh, unmatched feeling and it's just uh it's kind of addictive and i think that's kind of uh, a great thing mm-hmm. to keep uh like business owners going and i don't know fuel the fire a bit yeah they're not just buying something from you because like you're their cousin yeah yeah they exactly. feel like they yeah, have like, to yeah exactly yeah yeah, I think that highlights this idea of being able to pull the future into the present, right? Like all of us have mm. these dreams for what's out there. I would love to build a guitar for this person and this person and this mm-hmm. person. But when those opportunities come their way, come our way and you can see, oh, I did something and this happened, that's that's uh, a pretty good feeling. So you, you say it kickstarted your guitar making business. Uh, I don't know. How many guitars do you make either a month or a year? And... Um, you know, is it all you do? Do you do other stuff? Yeah. So recently I've been making more guitars than I have previous years. Now that I got my own house with a, a shop in it and everything. Um, at the time of said the whale, I was making one or two a year, maybe three. Um, and now I'm at the point where I'm pushing to that 20, 30 guitars a year mark. Hmm. Um, and I've made in my lifetime, I think I'm on 58 right now. Wow. Cool. Um, wow. Which is a bunch, uh, considering it's been, you know, 10 years. So whatever that average is out to, like mm-hmm. 11 or 12, Yeah, I guess. five, six a year. Yep. I'm bad at math. Should, <laughs> should let you know that right off the bat. And um, Jay, we should, we should clarify. One of my memories from you from one decade ago is that you had a guitar that you made out of Lego. Is that still kicking around? <laughs> I still have it. It's it's, it's still probably thirty feet from me right now. And are all fifty eight guitars Lego guitars? No, just the one. <laughs> I've been asked just a few times to make another one and have you? I haven't. Yeah. I keep telling people that Lego is more expensive than wood. And they <laughs> they don't <laughs> understand that. But it's true. I, Lego is very I believe expensive. That. Um so Anyways, of the fifty eight yeah. of the fifty eight guitars, how many are out in, in the world? Like do you have a stock of ten with you or, or do most people own them? Um, I probably have 10 or so here right now. Yeah. Um, I got 15 plus on the go. So kind of in process. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Another 10 to 15 never actually saw the light of day, whether they were prototypes that didn't make the cut or they were experiments. Um, a mm. lot of them were burned along the way um, just because they weren't good enough to to leave my hands. Um, but, you know, it, it was still a learning process even in those failures that uh, that actually you, you learn more from that and it pushes you forward even faster. Um, yeah, so yeah. probably between 20 and 25 that are out there around the world, um, hmm. I- everywhere from Australia to Japan and got one going to Cyprus this year, which is kind of crazy. They play guitar in Japan? <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. <laughs> Jay, a fairly universal um, instrument. <laughs> technical question and that I want to get your thoughts on. Um, where do you kind of, like, what do you think down the road, like your balance should be as far as integrating um, like production machinery in your process. I mean, you are obviously, is, is it just you with your shop or do you have? Yeah, a, a, it, it's just me. And then uh, a friend of mine makes the pickups um, other than all the okay. woodworking. Yeah. Everything oh, just he me. makes them. Yeah. We try to so, keep I mean, yeah, everything so in with house. Ju- with just you working and, and you're, you know, you've, you're personally touching every part of this guitar. At what point mm-hmm. do you think you'd ever, I mean, branch out to, start, you know, mass producing parts or, um, do, I don't know, introducing, you know, machinery that helps you, um, with efficiency. That's been and, a, and where a do really... you kind of draw the line with efficiency? Yeah, it's been a big struggle. Um, because there was always this stigma behind, you know, everything has to be handmade and if it's not handmade, sure. then, you know, that's the man or whatever. And it was really hard for me to kind of combat that and say, what parts of technology will actually help me be more creative? And that's always the bottom line right. for me is I need to be creative. I need to be pushing the boundaries and making the best guitars I can. So the past couple of years, I've introduced laser cutting to most of my guitar builds. So some parts of the builds have been laser cut, and that just provides accuracy and consistency that I couldn't mm. do before. Um, so my, my headstock covers were laser cut and like... Uh, certain inlays were laser cut and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Something I could never do by hand uh, just because it's such a fine cut. So that was kind of my first foray into the technology side of thing. And this year is my first kind of full out production where uh, the run of guitars we're doing, the 15 I'm doing this year, are CNC'd. Um, okay. Which CNC is it- computer numerical control. Uh, essentially, it's... I, I made a 3D model of my guitar, and I programmed a machine to cut the parts for me. There's still a okay. ton of handwork that goes into that, but for again, sure. it provided consistency that I couldn't get before, and it provided um, a level of complexity that I couldn't reach before either. So mm. this is the first that's, year that I'm, I'm getting into that. Oh, so that's really interesting, and, and that's allowed you to obviously, like, you can pump out 15 guitars in you know, a matter of months. Yes and no. Um, it's still very much a uh, a one man operation. Where even though right. things are being made in you know other people's shops on these CNC machines, the real artwork of it comes in in the fretwork, which is all by hand, and you mm. know the setups and carving the nut. Like the the small things that most people ignore are what makes or breaks a guitar. Hmm. And it's also the most time consuming stuff is the sanding and 
you know, yes, finishing right. side of things. Right. So I'm still doing all of that by hand and every guitar is still being sanded by hand uh, by one person. But yeah, it does, it does allow me to multitask a bit more, um, mm-hmm. which has been a key thing because, you know, I got my foot in so many different doors right now, just trying to do a little bit of everything, which is new for me um, yeah. instead of, you know, being the specialist. Hmm. That being able to multitask and say like, okay, well, that machine is over there running my necks. I'm going to be over here sanding the bodies. So by the time I'm done this, the necks are done. I can grab those, start working on those. And this is over the course of eight months, this whole process. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But because it's a a bit more structured in the order things happen, it has let me, you know, offer a bit more to my customers um, at a, a bit of a better price point than I could just doing everything completely by hand. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. One yeah. thing you chatted about just a minute ago was this idea of being creative and clearly to build guitars, you have to be creative. Um, you do all your own designs. You, the guitars that I see that you've built on your Instagram or wherever, they're guitars that I've never seen those types of designs. Um, I'd love for you to chat a little bit about creativity in the world of guitar making, especially considering all of the stuff that's already out there and all of the really classic stuff that people love. Like when I think of guitars, I think of, you know, my favorite guitar is, you know, the Telecaster. I just Mm -hmm. love the way that guitar looks. People like the SG or the, you know, the Stratocaster or whatever. How do you as a guitar builder wade into the world of guitar making, bring your own creativity to something that so many people are so just ingrained in their own way or they think it looks too weird and would never want it it's hard it's really hard um guitar players are are generally speaking quite stubborn um they know what they like because they've been using it for i mean the electric guitar has been around for what is it the 1950s was like when the first electric guitar started coming out so it's been around for so long that people have this structured idea of well this is what i've been using my whole life so this is what i like my whole life mm-hmm. why would i want something different and that's been really hard to kind of get around um and when i first started out i mean my very first guitar was completely out there and really pointy <laughs> and weird because i was this wannabe punk kid in high school also and, lego know, and then lego <laughs> yeah um Lego inlay. <laughs> it did have a Lego inlay. <laughs> the little Lego heads for the uh, the knobs. Yeah, um, that's awesome. But yeah, so when even when I first started out, kind of my third build to my fifth or sixth build, I was making Les Pauls. I was making Telecasters, and I was just changing very small things about them. I would use right, different right. different woods, or I would you know change the scale length or whatever it might be. I started with those fundamentals and grew from there. Um, and then my first uh, kind of original design would have been uh, the Empress, which I made 14 of uh, a while back, probably four years ago now. Um, but even that design, it stole a lot of stuff from PRS. It stole a lot of stuff from uh, the Stratocaster and like a lot of design elements that I liked from each guitar, I kind of started to bring together and see what I could make with it. Cool. Um, I, I, get be a, I get to be a little bit more adventurous with the basses um, 
because again, bass players for some reason just tend to be a bit more adventurous in what they want to hold in their hands. They're game for anything, and I love it. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's it's a weird what a, a weird, weird observation. Split. Yeah, um, and I don't know if it's because a lot of basses that came out in the '80s, like the Rickenbacker, was just like an out there shape. Um, there was just bass companies that were doing different things. So I think that kind of just kind of carried through yeah. the entire time. But it let me do these weird shapes and it let me use weird woods and it was a lot of fun. Um, so where I'm at now is kind of blending and blurring the lines between what's really new and what's really old. So hmm. I am like this year we're doing, I'm calling it the fender bender run because they're all fender inspired shapes, but they're bent. They're using fan frets, which is something Fender will never do. They're using new technology and, you know, lightweight woods and cool finishes and stuff that you won't find on a Fender. But you look at it and it still has that kind of classic feel. So I don't really know where I'm going with this, but <laughs> it, it's it's a blurred line always. Right. Right. But well, where it, I find most creativity. Are funny. Go ahead. Oh, just that with like with electric guitars. I mean, there's millions of different kinds, but they're all like you kind of have to stay to some fundamental shape, or else it's kind of unplayable and impractical. So you only, I feel like you are limited to the basic shape, and so there's only so many things you can change on it. So yeah, like changing. I mean, not so much the shape, but then changing different components of and and materials is a neat way you can get around that. Yeah, that's that's where I find the most enjoyment is playing around with what the guitars are made of more than necessarily what what shape it is or, or or anything like that although there is a guitar i think it's called the the gitler which his concept was basically what do i need to make a guitar a guitar and i'm going to take away absolutely everything else hmm. so it is hmm. a it, it's like a bunch of floating frets and a pickup and a bridge and like a strap there's no body to it's all floating and it's a really weird design but it has everything that fundamentally makes it a guitar it has strings mm -hmm. you play the strings the strings get picked up by a pickup it makes noise and yes that's technically a guitar everything else is just you know shape and design and wood um so you don't need those things and there's been a few guitar makers who have really pushed the boundaries in that aspect um like, uh, there's a guy called Teufel who makes a guitar called the Birdfish, and it's, it doesn't look like a guitar. It looks like a modern art sculpture. But uh, a birdfish. Yeah, it has aspects of it that look like a bird and look like a fish, and that's just happenstance of this new design. And hmm. from an engineering standpoint, it's, you know, remarkable. And technically, it's a guitar. It doesn't look like a guitar, but it functions as one. That's um, so funny. Form function battle is always uh, a huge thing. Yeah, and it almost seems like in this world where, yeah, some people are so stubborn in their ways, other people are doing crazy stuff, you almost have to do something a little bit wild either to get noticed or to get out there. One thing you did a little while back was the 24-hour build. Uh, yeah. How did that go? You tried to build a guitar oh, start to finish in 24 hours. Yeah, so Labor Day last year? I think it was last year, either last year or two years ago. Um, Labor Day weekend, I woke up at 5 a.m., started building a guitar, and it was done by 4.48 
the following morning. So it was a single 24 hour period. We filmed it all. There's a documentary out there online, um, just a a short 40 minute documentary about the day and the process. And it was one of the hardest things I have ever done in my life. I didn't realize how tired I would be or how sore I would be. Um, but it's great. Yeah. I, I, Uh, I loved it. Did the guitar turn out well, or is it like not really suitable for sale? Like, no, out, it's, was it too rushed? It's a great guitar. Um, no way. It, it plays wow. well. It sounds well. Uh, a band in Toronto called uh, the Elwins have it right now. Uh, well, oh, they cool. have it. They own it. So it's it's a great guitar. Um, not my very best guitar ever, but there was nothing about it right. that I couldn't fix and remedy from the day. Um, it was just a matter of, you know. I found a couple scratches the next week and I just resanded that area and that was about right, right. it. Um, That's but it was, it was a tough day, but it was, you know, just a personal challenge to see if it could be done, see if I could do it. And sure. And I'm, is it, is the, is it, is the fuss just uh white noise? Like, do you really need like a good amount of sleep to be using power tools or is it okay to be pulling all nighters <laughs> like that? It's not advised. Okay. Uh, I didn't cut anything off, so that's oh, that's, that's good. probably good. Um, I did most of the heavy machinery stuff in the first 14 hours, so I was still you, kind of coherent. And you were um, wasted for a lot of that, too, which is also pretty <laughs> impressive, I think. Uh, no, I didn't even drink coffee that day because I didn't want <laughs> to crash. The breaks. So I had to be forced to t- go to a bathroom break because I was just so focused that I would forget um but yeah it was, it was a lot of fun and i'm the kind of person who like if it's worth doing it's worth filming um right yeah. so i've been doing a lot of that kind of stuff and that's why we decided to do a documentary of it well, well yeah so let's get into that a bit too oh, go ahead jer yeah no you're exactly right calvin so it, it is interesting right so we see you jay you're starting to build guitars and then recently you got a house and now you've basically turned that house into an awesome living room venue and mm-hmm. you do all kinds of great recordings and videos. And so share with us, A, really briefly how you got into that. And then B, what are some neat things that have come out of this adventure of opening your home to essentially strangers? Yeah, well, one of the reasons I moved to Hamilton was because of a house concert I went to the year before I moved here. I was looking around at different places I could potentially move and have a shop in my house that I could build year round. And then I went to this house show in Hamilton and I met a bunch of people and they were the most respectful audience I have ever experienced in my life. And the music was such high caliber. And it was just like, it was almost like culture shock. I wasn't used to that growing up in in Brampton where the music scene is struggling a lot and you have to really push for things. So I came here and went to this house show and something clicked for me and I just said, this is what I want to do and this is the type of community I want to be a part of Hmm, hmm. so then I started really focusing in and looking around at Hamilton to find a place that I could live and work and potentially host house concerts Um, found the place where I'm at barely managed to buy it um, but I I moved in and just started really pushing for it Um, and it was a, a long kind of process And then I met a friend of mine, uh, his name's Maul, and we really hit it off. And he's a sound engineer and a recording engineer, just like a perfect fit. So when we started working together, 
he's doing all the audio side of things and the mixing of these house shows and I'm kind of running the logistics of them and doing the filming and editing. And we've just become such a, a you know, such a good team together that now we're branching out. And like I said before, I'm trying to get my foot in as many different doors as I can. And if it's worth doing, it's worth filming. So these house shows have started kind of taking off where there's 80 to 100 people in my living room Wow, enjoying music and sharing in music and it's kind of open mic style. So people are just hopping up and bands are forming around a singer that who just walks up and says, hey, does anyone want to play bass on this song with me? Or I need a guitar player or a drummer. And then a band assembles around them because the room is full of mostly musicians. Right. And right. my favorite thing about it is seeing these different collaborations of people who would never have worked together otherwise. Yeah, right. Suddenly making music and making art together, being creative together. And there have been projects that are forming because of that. Just people who have worked together this one time, they're like, hey, we, we really click. Let's let's do something. Or someone puts together a band because they want to do one cover song. And now that's a full band that are looking at recording and are playing shows. And it's it's a really cool thing to just be a small part of the, you know, inception of, of these different sure. projects and music. And again, art, um, cause Hamilton is just full of art and it's, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Um, have there been any particularly neat, I mean, you said a bunch of them there, but other moments that really stick out in your mind of, where you were kind of sitting back and you're like, wow, this is cool that this is happening in my house or I'm really doing it or anything, any like fun moments that, that pop out in your mind? Oh man. Um, it's so any run-ins with the neighbors. (laughs) I luckily I live on a corner that is uh, fairly secluded. Um, I have, I have one neighbor, uh, with a driveway's width between us. And she doesn't seem to mind so far. Um, but, you know, give it time. I'm sure Pretty I'll good. piss someone off. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, like, the other thing we're doing in the house is using it as a rehearsal space. So I've been there during small songwriting moments and just hearing people's mm. sets as they grow and develop and just listening to the band kind of talk to each other and then going to see them play that same set at a show and be like, I remember when they thought about that idea or i remember when he wrote that riff um huh. and it becomes kind of just solidified when they record something and again like i'm i'm just an observer in this situation but i get to kind of yeah. be a part of that process um and then with all the uh like most of my day-to-day work is doing guitar setups for people around hamilton um so like i've met so many people just who are dropping off a guitar to get it restrung and cleaned and set up. Um, some touring musicians that come through while they're playing a show at the Casbah or whatever, before the show, they, they come to my house to get a guitar set up. So like I've had, Hmm. you know, people I really respect and look up to as musicians on my couch, just hanging out, drinking coffee, playing a guitar while I work on their guitar. And that's stuff that I never thought I would ever be doing. Um, Mm-hmm. so it's been really neat that's oh, so that's cool awesome. jay yeah. i love i love the way you've just you've put yourself in the way of cool things happening 
<laughs> in my mind, it's like the epitome of adventure in the everyday. You don't. You can just wake up and a new band will be at your doorstep, or someone might call you to build a guitar, or it's a Friday night and people are coming into your home. So, so I, I really like that. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. If, if we if you think about your story and where you've come from and where you plan to go, what would you? What kind of advice would you give to someone who's saying, "Yeah, you know, I'd love to." get in the way of adventure a little bit more what and and they're wondering what to do i think the hard part is i mean like i growing up i was never really an adventure seeker like i i kept myself for the most part i stay indoors for the most part (laughs) um but i think i've realized that adventure doesn't have to be this this grand scheming thing like this 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 long-term adventure it can be small it can be Hmm. day-to-day it can be looking back it can seem insignificant but put those all together and it becomes a story it becomes you know part of my life so yeah they're just small interactions with a person who's an acoustic player who has never played on a stage in their life, but they're in my house while I'm setting up the guitar and I hear them just sing a little song. And they may have never sung in front of someone before. But it's right. just like this this idea of encouraging the creation of art. My The Jillard Guitar's mission statement is to create the best instruments for the hands of great musicians to encourage the creation of amazing music. That's always been what we've stood for. So if it fits in that mission statement, like the house shows, is encouraging the creation of amazing music. It's bringing people together. As long as I'm doing that, it doesn't matter what the details are for hmm. me. That's that's my adventure is to encourage creation. That's awesome. That's uh, I think that embodies adventure in, in a lot of different ways. Um, Jay... For all, how do how do people get a hold or, or or get into the the house shows? There's some sort of secret sign we need to know or tell <laughs> our listeners. Um, Facebook mostly. Um, it I'm not is, on Facebook. It is starting to get to the point where it's gonna have to be a little bit more secretive, just yep. because my house <laughs> can't really hold more than a hundred people. Even at a hundred, it's standing room only, and I have one bathroom, and it's getting to be a, a lot of people. Um, that being said, we do them once every three months. We do um, a cover night. They usually have a theme um, that, that dictates what songs you're allowed to play. Um, oh, nice. So every three months, I'll put up a, a Facebook event. I'll post about it on Instagram, which is at Jillard Guitars. Uh, Jillard is spelled J-I-L-L-A-R-D, not with a G. Um, and then it's kind of just show up and sign up to play yeah. a song and put a group together is is a really cool thing to do play with people you would normally wouldn't play with and right um search for a song that you you may not have known existed before um and that's and so and, and you've got everything all set up they're all uh mics and and a, a kit everything, and everything is everything is set up ready to go oh, so wicked. don't need to bring anything um it's filmed and recorded we put all the videos on youtube um any uh, any particular genres not allowed? Nope. Uh, as long as it Anything fits in goes. the theme. Yeah, we've okay. had we've okay. had spoken okay. word. We've had acapella. We've had people sing and play piano. We've had full rock bands. 
It's been a little bit of everything. No way. Yeah. Any major damage to your house? Not yet. <laughs> um, not yet. Luckily, the house is old and damage is easily hidden. <laughs> Just his reputation as a neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well Jay, this this has been a really uh, great conversation. One thing that Calvin and I have been trying to uh, rejuvenate on the show a little bit is to get new music to introduce people to. So yeah, I'm thinking that's right. you also do some work with a label or something, don't you? Um, yeah. So I sponsor a video series with a record label called Other Songs Music, um, who's a, a friend of mine who has a record label in Hamilton, Ontario. So we've been doing video tours of various uh, studios around Hamilton and the extended area. We're going to be doing Toronto and stuff as well. Everything from bedroom studios, basement studios to multi-million dollar studios like Jucasa, um, which has been an incredible experience. And I've met so many producers and engineers and recording artists through that that I'd, I would never have, you know, been in the same room with otherwise. So that's been really cool. Um, but you can check that out on Other Songs' uh, YouTube page um, or their Facebook page as well. Um, and it's really informative to anyone who's looking to start a studio or looking to work in a studio environment. Um, there's a lot of really rich information. Uh, we've recently branched out to some of the local radio stations talking about how to get your music on local radio. Um mm what a publicist cool. is for and you know what they do so th- there's been a lot of just gold information coming through these videos um so Very definitely cool. definitely check those out um oh neat other song itself also has a many amazing musicians on their their label as well and hamilton is chock full of great bands um so I, we, we might uh yeah we might connect with you to connect with them to have a steady stream of new music uh on the show because it's been hard to wrangle down bands so if we can get right to the source and Mm -hmm. have some sort of promo partnership maybe that's something fun we can talk about in the future yeah i'll put you in touch with scott see what he says that'd be great well jay thanks so much for coming on the show man this was informative and i i really like your story i i like i like what you're doing and hopefully we uh i'll see you this summer and then maybe we'll uh, come to a house show soon That'd be great. Jay, do you want to take this time just to offer like a 90% off coupon code for your <laughs> guitar for someone who's, you know, looking to get into it? Not not really. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay. Just thought I'd uh, throw that I need out to there. Keep, I need to keep the lights on, man. Um, yeah, well. What if I, they're from a yeah. massive band? If, if you're John Mayer or, you know, one of the Beatles, then yeah, we can work something out. Uh <laughs> But also, if your last you name is Beetle. Yeah. <laughs> Do we know any Beetles? Oh man. Be yeah, uh, definitely check. Th- we'll have to check those out. Uh, we'll try and get that link up on our show notes and everything, so people can uh, scroll through, check out the guitars. Because that's, uh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. Not a lot of people doing that right now. Thanks. Well, thanks, thanks so much for, for having coming me, on. Guys. Yeah, yeah, brother. Thanks for coming on the show. All right. See you later. Thank you, Jay. Jer, favorite guitar solo of all time. Go. Ooh, sweet child of mine. What has happened to the guitar solos of <laughs> the days? You know, man. Of yesteryear. Of yesteryear. Come on. Um, like yeah. no longer do we have the face melting solos that we did in classic rock radio. Yeah, you're so right. What's your favorite solo? Oh, I don't know. I just like. I just was like. You're just thinking know. about it. I was just thinking about. it. I don't know if I have like a specific one. And I, I just, I can't name a lot of, you know, 
classic rock offhand. I but I just hear a lot of it. The problem was is they got too cheesy and too um, scripted. Fair enough. Yeah. You were like, all right, here comes the guitar solo. Yeah, and then I mean, I feel like you and I musically kind of come from the the the, the hardcore background, where like it kind of can be seen as a bit cheesy, or a bit I don't know, lame. Yeah, or like they're soloing the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Out of control. <laughs> Please stop this guy. He's loaded. He cannot stop soloing. <laughs> but uh, no, I thought that was a great conversation. I really like. Uh, you know, as a as an as a new homeowner, he has done a great job opening up his home to other people. No, that's so true. I think like I got I have a lot of respect for just that he's done that with his house and um you know truly trashed his reputation as a conscientious neighbor. <laughs> and sounds like yeah, he hasn't it, gotten into too much trouble though. No, it, I think yeah. Well, he does it quarterly, right? So I mean, it's that's not too much to ask or too much on your neighbors, really. I thought that was good, actually, too, having those really big nights quarterly. It allows there to be enough time in between that it really builds them up as an exciting event. Plus, you invite all your neighbors, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I really like, I can't remember if we talked about this with him or after, but that there has the potential for it to be, like, kind of secretive and, like, I don't know, like a secret knock to get in and not everybody knows about it. But if you do know, you're on the inside. Yeah. Is that exclusive or is that just cool? Um, I think it's both. Exclusivity is very cool. Very cool. Think but, about I mean, the think about the select few who listen to this podcast. How cool are those people? Yeah, but I mean those people. Come on, Jer. They somehow found us. Obviously, they're on the inside cool circle. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Exclusivity is so cool. But at the same time, it'd be great if those people who listen to the show would share it with a friend from time to time. You know? Yeah, I wish we were the Walmart of podcasts, but <laughs> we are on our way. Well on our way. Well on our way. Well, Calv, I don't know. What do, what else do we got today? Hmm. Well, um, I gotta. I got. I, I don't know. I think we're. I'm kind of tapped out. I mean, I've talked about everything under the sun with you. I feel like. No, I'm. I'm very content. I think this was a, a nice episode. It's a beautiful day, so we still got some time. Maybe we should get out and go for a little, a little, str- one more little stroll, Calv, to clear your mind after your homework. I'm about to uh, throw a couple steaks on the barbecue. Oh, that is so From lovely. From my steak guy. Yes, my steak guy. <laughs> this is a guy that I do work for, and I get him to pay me in steaks. So it's a great trade-off. <laughs> oh, that is He so just good. dropped off a box like a couple weeks ago. Man, Pumped. that is nice. I actually yeah. just ordered a bunch of meat, too, but it was from one of those like fundraiser things. Was it a dead cow on the beach? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually cow. Uh, excellent point. Excellent point. Yeah, we'll have to see if that was sti- if it's still fresh enough. I'll ask Rudy. He asked me to help him clean it up. That's in water, right? So it's like pickled. <laughs> so it's fine. Pickled with Lake Ontario water. Yeah, it's perfect. Oh, that's <laughs> nasty. All right, brother. Um, hey, stay tuned. I'm gonna um, our emails going out again this week. Got to stay tuned for that. If you want to get on the email list, just contact us somehow to get us your email. It's on our website um, now, man. It's on our website. We got links on there. Tons of fun stuff. So it's a it's a great read, great read, great way to stay connected with us and what we're doing. And of course, find a little more adventure in your everyday. Uh, connect with us on Instagram at Open Road Pod and check out our website, OpenRoadPod.com. And if you can, why don't you give the show a quick review on iTunes? That would be magical. Um, I am. I'm actually going to read one, Cal. Is that cool with you? Before we go, I was just saying we have a winner, right? Well, I'd say we should do it one more week because we only have one review. 
But uh, we got a great but, review. Oh, you're just from... going to read a random one then. Yeah, we got a... I thought No, okay, I'm going to read this one ahead. from Josh. So Josh sent us a really nice email this past week. And honestly, this was really encouraging to me, I have to admit. Yeah, absolutely. So Josh wrote us a great email, which I won't read right now, but I uh, I will uh, read... What, what? Wait, should I read the email? Yeah, I'm going to read the email. I'm not going to read, read the, the review. Just read the review. And I'm not going to read the review. I'm going to read the email because everyone can read the review. Hey, guys, just wanted to thank you so much for putting all, for all the work you and time you put into the podcast. I look forward to having it available every week. Uh, just wanted to let you know that your podcast has helped me find more adventure through helping me change my outlook on life. I've definitely added a wee <laughs> bit more adventure to my life, and I thank you for helping me do it. One of the ways I try to do so is by always doing something. I try to stay relatively busy for my age and find that the times I feel the least adventurous is when I have free time so... In conjunction with being full-time college student, I work, I referee soccer games, and I am a student pilot. I don't know what a student pilot is. Is that someone who flies planes? Yeah, Probably. but like not full-time, just like a student of... Right. Between all that and a few friends and family, I'm always seeming to be going on an adventure. Thanks for helping me discover that adventures, uh, the adventures that were already in my life cheers and then a pic of his review so josh you are that's awesome you are so far the guy slated to get the shirt so if anyone else yes. wants to uh great. wants to get in on that review I'm the podcast right there i'm very satisfied review the podcast uh and send us a quick picture of your review because there's no other way for us to know that you actually ended up doing that so how hilarious would coaching children's soccer be <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> how hard do you be uh, yeah, like I feel like you just pretty much let everything go. You gotta most or of it. Or do you go the other way with it? I don't know. And just Maybe go I'll, go hard. Well, Maybe it is. I'll try. I think it is really interesting, and you're gonna start to come up against a bunch of this stuff as a father. Oh, that's very like, true. Like kids are very smart, and at the same time, they're also pretty stupid. Yeah, they are dumb. Though you should probably treat them smarter than they are. I think in principle that's probably good. Well. I'll take that advice, Jer. No, I won't. I don't take very you much advice. You love <laughs> advice. I was wondering if you'd take the bait on it, and I cannot slip anything in there. I'm going to try to slip advice to you like every me. podcast. No, I'm going to try no. to come up with one. <laughs> That's a really good idea. Uh, okay. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. Yeah, review the show. Give us your email. Refer a friend. Follow us on Instagram. Do all those things. Okay, bye.